millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Dan Linder has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Dan. Become a DTNS member today at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Tuesday, May 7th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And from the entirely thawed, thawed? Thawed. That has thawed, uh, Finnish countryside, I'm Patrick Beja. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. Thawne would be a mispronunciation of Grand Admiral Thrawn. (laughs) Well, how do you know that's not what I was going for? Maybe it was. I'm just asking. Is that Mm, what you were going for? We don't have time for this. We have Google I.O. news. So (laughs) much Google I.O. news that we are going to get to for you. But let's start with just a couple other tech things you should know. Samsung sent an email to its customers saying it will cancel pre-orders of the Galaxy Fold if it doesn't ship by May 31st and customers don't then indicate they're willing to continue to wait. The company told Reuters that U.S. regulations require this notice. Samsung hasn't announced a new ship date for the foldable tablet phone. Twitter users can now add images, videos and GIFs to their retweets slash quoted tweets tweets on Android, iOS, and Twitter's mobile site, though not on the desktop version. Twitter says it was difficult to design in a way that made sense, and that wasn't overwhelming to timelines. The original tweet is now shown in a smaller indented box with the user's avatar still visible, and it makes your own media full width. They keep coming with the features. Uh, WordPress content management systems are getting new security features in version 5.2, including support for cryptographically signed updates, modern cryptography library, a site health section in the admin panel backend, and a feature that lets site admins across their backend in the case of a catastrophic PHP error. This makes me rest a little easier. Uh, I do not like the so-called white screen of death. Let's talk a little more about supercomputers. The U.S. Department of Energy announced that the world's fastest supercomputer to be called Frontier will be built by AMD and Cray for the Oak Ridge National Laboratory by 2021. It's expected to reach 1.5 exaflops, which would make it an exascale supercomputer, have as much power as the next 160 supercomputers combined, and be used for nuclear and climate research. Frontier would be the second 
exascale computer in the U.S. The first is expected to be Aurora, being built by Intel and Cray right now at Argonne National Laboratory. And China is expected to be the first country with an exascale computer in operation, with a Shugang computer coming to the center of the Chinese Academy of Sciences in Beijing in 2020. I love how we keep... uh getting updates on, and this will be the fastest one after the one before it, which isn't done yet. Yeah, the one before it won't be as fast as this one, which will be done after, which will be faster. And by then, yeah, the fastest, China, by China then beats we'll everybody. know about two others that'll probably be faster when the march goes on. Yeah, And it's also always used for nuclear and climate research. Um, I, I kind of, you know, it's always cool to hear about new supercomputers, but it's kind of a... Uh, 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 no, it feels like it's not enabling anything groundbreak, groundbreaking. It's just allowing us to go deeper, you know, look farther in the future in predictions and, and look deeper in things, but not changing what we can look at. Maybe, you know, I'm not a scientist. So well, maybe I, I'm I think it's, it's sort of a, a may, perhaps begging the question, maybe not, uh, to be like, uh, hey, what are you going to discover with all that power? We won't know until we use it, mm-hmm. I guess. I suppose so. Electronic Arts Unlimited game subscription called EA Access is coming to the PlayStation 4 in July. EA Access launched on the Xbox One back in July of 2014. And at the time, back then, Sony said that EA Access did not offer a good value to the PlayStation gamer. That is a strange bit of news. Um, it, it was confusing indeed because you, you're starting to get multiple subscriptions everywhere, including on consoles where the uh, console manufacturers themselves already have sus- subscription offers. Sony has one uh, for the online access and also one for the PlayStation Now uh, cloud streaming service, which is not as popular as it might become in the future. Microsoft also has a bunch on the Xbox One. I'm wondering, though, if uh, Sony changing their stance on this isn't a sign of what's coming for the next generation, because they have already won this generation. I don't think they have a a competitive advantage to be gained by adding this service to the PlayStation 4. However, once things reset with the next generation next year, uh, maybe when you make your purchasing decision, you are thinking, well, the Xbox One has the EA thing as well. So, And it's become more popular, the subscription services. So maybe. Yeah. One, one less reason to switch when it's time to get a new console, I guess. Right. Uh, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com on into I.O., starting with what we all knew was coming, the new Pixel phones. Google announced the 5.6-inch Pixel 3a and the 6-inch 3a XL, starting at $399 and $479, respectively, both with OLED screens, both... And I know two of you are very happy about this. Probably a few more. 3.5 millimeter audio jack. That's right. It's got a headphone jack. Uh, Active Edge is back and adaptive battery life based on typical phone usage. No wireless charging in this model, though. Uh, They include Qualcomm's Snapdragon 670, a little bit of a step down. The Adreno 616 graphics card, too. Both have dual front cameras and night sight for low light. Both will be available on T-Mobile, Sprint, and U.S. Cellular, breaking the once exclusivity of Verizon with the Pixel. They're available now in 13 U.S. markets. Well, I know the audio jack got a lot of applause oh, yeah, from, sure. from the crowd at I.O., as did, uh, as did the, the, the night site for low light. Otherwise, you know, Google really 
really spun this as phones are too expensive. We know <laughs> that no one likes paying for these expensive but wonderful phones. So here's a here's a a, a new model of ours that's yeah it's a step down from 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 the um from the the two A and two A XL yeah but uh, but still very good. This is a crowd pleaser, right? Like you want a cheaper phone? Here's a cheaper phone. You want a headphone jack? Here's a headphone jack. You say you don't care about the processor? Great, we step down the processor. Hope you don't mind. The, you know it's kind of calling the calling their bluff a little bit. Yeah, I wonder how how much people will be happy with them once we see the performance because that's something they didn't talk about uh, at all. Um, they're still most of these uh, mid range phones are still pretty good on uh, performance and that's what you want when you have these kinds of phones but it's interesting the way they phrased it was essentially it does everything it's all the same it's just as good just cheaper, cheaper with a slower processor yeah. and less ram and mm. android q beta 3 uh introduces a full gesture-based system with a thin white strip along the bottom of the screen similar to the iphone there's also a new back gesture on the left edge of the screen uh so if there's already a menu there you do the menu and then you do the back gesture they're hoping people will adapt their apps though android q beta 3 has a new dark theme toggle a new focus mode that makes apps you find distracting disappear while you're in the mode no notifications live cap generates captions for saved videos and google says android q will optimize the foldables experience if those ever come out with multiple oems launching foldable devices this year q also supports 5g natively and users can install q right now as an over-the-air by manual download or the android uh beta program on pixel phones uh, so it's coming to the Pixel phones, but it's also coming to 15 others, including Sony, OnePlus, Nokia, LG, Asus, Vivo, and Xiaomi. There was a lot of exciting stuff at I.O. I felt like this release of Android was not necessarily the most exciting of those things. Um, I'm not primarily an Android user. I was going to say, I so think if you use Android why, but... every day. You're like, ooh, focus mode sounds cool. And ma making gestures mm -hmm. for the back mode, yeah. that's promising. Like, There's a lot of little things for the daily use in here, for sure. Right, but it's a lot of little things. I think on all uh, mobile OSs, we've sunk, not sunk, but we've now gotten used to those types of updates that are incremental and not really changing the way are, you These are just phones. the new things today in Android Q. This isn't the thing sure. that we knew about it, so... I thought the live captions uh, mm -hmm. for saved video was kind of interesting. And, and when they first started explaining it, that you, they said, you know, there are many times where you'd be watching a video, but you don't want to play the audio. And I was kind of like, are there? I, I don't really do that. <laughs> but the fact that it's available is cool. Yeah. Mm. Also, a project mainline is interesting. Uh, Android Q will be able to move some security updates through the Play Store, allowing them to come in much faster. There are 12 modules uh, that in Android P, actually maybe even before that, uh, they started to separate out so they could update them without having to update the entire operating system. You still will need some major updates to the core functionality to come through your carrier or directly from Google on the Pixel phones. But these modules means that they can update and, and do bug fixes for certain things like media playback and such uh, more rapidly without having to push it through the carrier, which is great. Very cool. Very cool. 
Google is introducing AR to search this year. Compatible Android and iOS devices will see 3D object links in search, and then you can drop a 3D model into the real world at proper scale. The big one they showed was a shark. Uh, Google search will use the GIF format for 3D, I'm sorry, the GIDF format, G-I-D-F format for 3D files. Uh, New Balance, Target, Samsung, and Volvo are all on board to make some 3D models of their products available in mobile search. They're also going to index podcasting, including per episode. Uh, I guess there's going to be some voice recognition stuff going on to be able to say like, oh, yeah, they talked about this. Full coverage is coming to news search. Uh, That's a feature that's in the news app right now uh, and shows you things like timelines or various resources to help you understand a story and incognito mode uh, coming to Google search this year as well. Um, I was skeptical about the idea of dropping 3d models in mm-hmm. ar i didn't see the use of it i guess the the thing they pointed out is it gives you a really good idea of scale for some things so it, it's kind of a niche uh use but it's true that scale in many many ways is difficult to perceive when we get to certain uh numbers and this is kind of a fun use i'm not sure it's going to go much beyond that but maybe the, the one example they also gave was for a, a medical student seeing a, a skeleton with mm, muscles yeah. attached, you know, and I was like, yeah, this you could show in a video or, you know, something like that. It, it would be the same. And that's Med- often the case for those AR Medical demos. students, please write into feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com if you think this will improve <laughs> your life as a medical student. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or as BioCow is saying in the chat, 3D shark. Uh, I knew it. I Google. It's going to happen. Google is bringing in an incognito mode to Google Maps as well. Remember we said it's coming to search, also coming to Google Maps. Uh, if you tap on your profile photo in Google Maps, a menu will expand, which includes the new incognito mode option. Maps is also getting augmented reality walking directions in preview. They announced this last I.O., uh, but now you'll be able to use it as a preview. So you hold up to see arrows, directions are overlaid on your surroundings, which you don't want to use constantly while you're walking, but it would be nice, I especially when I come out of a train station it always takes me a while to go okay i know i need to go right on wilshire but where is wilshire i get you know if i'm unfamiliar with the train station this help make that sort of stuff easier hmm. incognito mode to google maps is cool uh it to the point that i was like huh i didn't realize it wasn't already there i um i i use google maps fairly regularly although i've been using apple maps more and more just kind of when i'm lazy and that's what siri chooses but but uh but yeah it, it, it should absolutely be there if you've got it for search you should you know you're searching for things within maps then yeah. it'd make perfect sense i don't want google to store my location just this time i don't mind the rest of the time because it helps but this time when i'm going to wilshire i don't want to know. <laughs> yeah this uh, is a secret trip uh, Google Assistant is getting its AI model down from 100 gigabytes, which is stored in the cloud, to a half gigabyte it can store on your device, uh, meaning you can load it from your phone and it works in airplane mode. And I kept waiting for him to talk about, and we will no longer be storing any of the data, which they never said, but it could mean <laughs> that if we put the pressure on them. Uh, it's super fast, though, uh, and it comes into Pixel phones later this year. Uh, also, a couple other nifty things. You don't have to use your trigger phrase anymore to turn off your alarm. So instead of saying, uh, Google, stop, Google, stop, you can just say stop three times to turn off your alarm. Uh, and the new Picks for You feature, Google Assistant can now take into account your preferences to help recommend things like recipes and podcasts. 
So I feel like this uh, part of the Google Assistant coming down from the cloud to the phone yeah. is absolutely, hands down, completely the most impressive and important part of this entire I.O. Um, what it means for people who don't really understand what that will change is that when you're speaking a request, uh, instead of sending that audio to the cloud for analysis and then sending back the results, it does the analysis and essentially understands, you know, transcribes to text your request on the device. So it is incredibly fast, meaning if your request has to do with something on the device, it's essentially instant. Um, you don't have that, you know, two, three, four, five seconds delay to uh, deal with the servers. And if it is a request that requires information from the net, then, of course, it's going to be a little bit slower. But this is a first step to making those requests and conversations flow at a natural speed. And I think that this does amazing things for the virtual assistants it's make it makes them 10 times as useful yeah no you're right the speed is is the most important uh mm -hmm. the ability to be working without an internet connection is very important the third thing that i'm just going to hammer one more time is the privacy that you could offer people out of this could be very important uh, Google Assistant also getting an optimized driving mode, suggesting directions, calls to make, and music in a compact bar at the bottom of the phone screen. Dinner reservations from your calendar could be used to show directions to a restaurant. Podcasts at home will automatically pick back up in the car. Calls can be picked up or declined by voice. Driving mode will launch automatically when your phone is connected to your car's Bluetooth or with a Let's Drive command. Available this summer on Android phones with the Google Assistant and Google Assistant also coming to the Waze app. Google Lens is getting more helpful on the go. For example, pointing your phone at a menu is what they showed off. You can get the most popular items highlighted or show photos of a dish that's listed in the text. Lens can also help you calculate the tip, uh, even split the bill by overlaying a calculator. And for Android Go users, Lens can highlight text on signs, forms, and other things, and then read it back to you. And if you don't speak the language that the sign is in, Lens can not only read it back to you, but translate it as well. Currently works with more than 12 languages and only takes up 100 kilobytes of storage. That's rolling out later this month. I guess the restaurant would have to be a partner of some kind for this to work. You're not just going to be able to see photos of, of I don't dishes. Know, because oh, they talk I think about, you can. They talk about Google Maps and there's yeah. a whole Maps uh, program to get people to add their own photos and reviews of stuff, whether the restaurant is a partner or not. So I, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's, I think it might that's be using, pretty cool. It seems like it's using that. Yeah. There's always that, hey, and we can help you split the bill. Like That's always a feature that, I that gets, that gets uh, but it, hey, it, it, it's really helpful. The video that they, they showed, there was a, they showed quite a few videos, but, but one was showing off a woman living in India who has a hard time reading lots of signs and going about her day and, and how much more helpful it had made her life. And really cool. Yeah. Um, well, because there's so many languages in India, it's particularly an issue there, I think. Absolutely. And literacy as well. Mm -hmm. um, that too. That, that's also a problem. So Yeah, yeah we're traveling. Um, you know, th there's there's been lens capability in the past, and I've used it with some success, but it sounds like it's it's really graduating to be an indispensable tool. Duplex on the web 
not duplex voice. Remember Google IO previously, we saw the duplex thing where it could just call and talk to somebody for you. This one doesn't talk to anyone. It fills out a form. So to start with just car rentals or movie tickets, you can say, Hey, I want to buy a ticket to see long shot or, uh, Hey, I need to rent a car for this trip. And the assistant will know what trip you're talking about by looking at your email or maybe the notification that you got. And it'll go to the car rental company, fill out the form, show it to you, uh, so you say, get me a rental car from national for my next trip. It pulls up national's website, starts filling out the fields in real time. And then you look at it and go, yeah, that's right. And then it rents your car for you. Just, I mean, it's really just pressing the buttons for you, but nicer than you having to type it all out. Uh, more examples of this besides car rentals and movie tickets coming later this year. It's interesting. It, it's kind of, Google is kind of changing what duplex is i wonder if it's because of the backlash of potential concerns that they had with the conversation i don't know if they're changing duplex. what duplex is the voice stuff is still happening this is yeah, just saying we're taking of, that same infrastructure and using it to fill out forms i don't think that's giving up on the voice stuff at all I, no, I, no 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 i what i mean is duplex yes uh, last year meant uh, uh, you know, conversation between two people. I think duplex is even, you know, that idea that you're going to have two people speaking in the same uh, uh, program at the same time. At least that's how we use it in French. And now it's kind of encompassing also the human-like interaction of the system on a web page. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that that's kind of a side thing. Um, if it works like that, it's pretty impressive. It essentially means... Um, you can give any form website to the system and it will know how to fill it. That is, I mean, a, a LastPass pretty, can do that right now too. I just can't tell. Not it in the it. same way, not in the same way. What this does is it has multiple different uh, steps that mm-hmm. it goes through using your information. Right. That Cause it, it knows what site as, to go to and it knows what, what exact stuff you need, like your dates and stuff. That's true. That's, that's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Nest Hub Max was announced. It's a 10-inch smart display with a built-in camera that can act as a security camera, Nest. Uh, photo frame, video player, uses face match to customize things. So if it sees you walk in the room, it'll give you your calendar and contacts. And you can raise your hand to stop media playing. They said gesture controls. It can do this one. You know, talk to the hand <laughs> or stop talking because the hand is up. Uh, There's also a hardware switch to turn off the camera and mics for privacy. It'll sell for $229 available this summer. And it's basically taking over the Home Hub space because the original Google Home Hub is now going to be called the Nest Hub. That's the one without a camera. And the price of that drops to $129 now too. Yeah, they really pushed this as a this is the screen you always wanted in your kitchen. And uh, some people will want that, but obviously you could put it in all sorts of different places. Pretty handy. Uh, I like the raise your hand to stop the music thing because then you don't have to scream at it if, yeah. or if you're, you know, or, or whatever audio might be playing or whatever media might be playing. It's cool. It's a step in, a step in an interesting direction. Uh, also, pub- also, oh, sorry, Patrick, go sorry. ahead. Sorry. Um, I saw that they are basically gathering every piece of home hardware under the brand uh, Nest, if I'm not mistaken, and that includes the um, the 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 ah, damn it, brain fart. The things you plug into your TV, the Chromecasts. Oh yeah, um, right. So all of those oh, I didn't devices. See that Chromecast are- is falling under Nest. That's interesting. 
I th- yeah, I think it was in the background uh, picture mm. where they were showing all the devices. I must, might be mistaken on that. But yeah. uh, One public service announcement is that Nest is phasing out works with Nest this summer, uh, replacing it with a more restricted version, a little more privacy-sensitive uh, Google Assistant for your home stuff. Uh, fewer partners, less data. You have to approve anything that Google Assistant will do in the smart home area. Also, this means it's going to break IFT. If you've been using Works with Nest in any of your IFT formulas, you get till summer to figure out an alternative. And they announced Project Euphonia that will uh, ask to collect voice data from people with speech impairments to help remedy AI bias. They're saying, look, we need more samples of your kind of speech uh, if you don't speak in in what is the accepted way that our assistant currently works in. So please, uh, if our assistant doesn't work for you, donate your voice to us so we can train our assistants to work with a wider variety of voices. Uh, they're also working on gesture and expression recognition uh, for people who can't speak at all uh, but want to be able to control these. And they announced Live Relay as a prototype to help those who can't hear or speak hold a phone conversation, uh, depending on on what they need. Uh, so it's kind of, again, going back to duplex, it's kind of like duplex on one end and then either delivering text or audio uh, to someone uh, so that so that they can, or, or, you know, delivering audio out for someone who can't speak. Uh, pretty interesting stuff that they're doing there. There is more. They're still, they're still announcing things. Uh, Google's going to let developers build games for its smart displays. Google Assistant will be able to order food or track your run. Uh, they're pushing back against ad tracking in Chrome with some more controls. Time-lapse mode for every Pixel camera coming. Uh, it's going to get easier to build Android apps on the Chromebook. Uh, Google's testing faster image loading in Chrome Canary. The Flutter framework is going multi-platform. And significantly, TechCrunch pointed out, no VR news. There's, there was nothing about VR, at least not yet. So that's interesting. Patrick, what did you think of the announcement overall? Honestly, the conference was kind of, I mean, we all have concerns about for privacy and all of that. So that's a given. But overall, I kind of felt, uh, to put it poetically, the magic of technology for the first time in a long time. There was a lot of impressive stuff presented there. Uh, some of it might not work the way they've shown. Uh, of course, that's always a caveat. But um, they are bringing together different uh, areas of expertise to create things that seem at least useful and interesting. And these days, I think th- this kind of thing is in short supply. Uh, it's kind of easy to get jaded about the tech conferences because it's all stuff that's incremental that we've already seen that's you know and a lot of these things are actually seem like they work and they seem quite impressive so i was kind of feeling a feeling that i hadn't felt for a while sarah what about you well, as somebody who who's an iOS person, you know, there are a lot of features where I was like, ooh, neat, uh, only on Pixel phones. All right, well, you know, maybe maybe one day. Uh, but there's certainly a lot there, – there there are a lot of great announcements that I know I'll be able to take advantage of. You know, the Lens stuff is, is one of them that um, – I'm excited about, and we'll get there eventually. Yeah, uh, I, I thought that the the um, the Google Assistant, uh, the drive mode stuff, sounds great. Uh, as somebody who's who's all, all very into car technology right now, and you know, CarPlay at least for me uh, is is that it's definitely a move in the right direction. And 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 yeah, I mean, we didn't really get into it, but they had some health announcements that sound really promising, and like. 
in a life-saving way. And crowd seemed happy. It was, it was a jam packed show. I mean, it was there at no point was I like, well, this part of the announcement is kind of boring. It was not boring. Yeah. The, the drive stuff is really interesting because it's for the person who doesn't have a car integration already. And I think that that's important. The one thing I didn't see, no matter how useful, and there are plenty of really useful and helpful and positive announcements here was a new business model. This all makes its money off advertising in one way or another. Uh, and that is always an implication for privacy, but it's also going to become a problem for Google, as we saw in their last earnings report, uh, as the advertising market matures on the internet and there's more competitors for it with Amazon getting bigger and bigger in that space. Uh, I'm, I, I always look at, like with Apple's pivot to services, right? I always look at what are they doing to anticipate the next change? Netflix is brilliant at this and saying, you know what we're doing right now is is a thing that will help us when the market changes against us in the future. And they've been very good at navigating that. I see Google doing more of the same better, but still more of the same. So I, well, they've I'm, tried, they've tried to do a lot of new things. None of them has succeeded. They keep falling back on, on advertising. That's very true. It's not and, new, but it's yeah, still yeah. true. And, and granted, this wouldn't be the place for the cloud and enterprise announcements necessarily, although it could be. Uh, oh, it could be. Yeah. Uh, but but there there could be more coming in that area yeah. uh, that that would help that. But nothing here. Not today. Anyway. Anyway. Good Google I.O. though. I, I don't mean to be a downer. Thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. None of you are downers. Submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. And thank you to Patrick Beja for being with us on Google I.O. Day. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers... Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence, Sonnet, strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit 
anthropic.com slash Claude today. Hey, uh, all had a lot of fun. What else has been going on with you? You know, I just want to say though that transition that you always do is probably my favorite part of the entire show. I really, I really oh. look forward to it every day. <laughs> Bad, yeah. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> We don't have to try uh, so hard for the rest of the show. I'll just keep doing that. <laughs> Special Patreon perk. Uh, so for me, um, there are two things, I guess. The first one is MVGB, the monthly video game briefing, which you can uh, subscribe to on your podcast app. It's a show I do every month with Scott Johnson, and we cover the gaming news for people who don't have a lot of time to invest into gaming, but just want to know what's important, what's happening that they uh, should care about. Uh, so that's MVGB, the monthly video game briefing. And if you are a uh, more core gamer and you are interested in all the details, subscribe to Pixels. That's the show I do about uh, all of that. And uh, you should subscribe now. It's called Pixels. And of course, follow me on Twitter and other social networks under Not Patrick. Folks, we got lots more where this came from. I know some of you just want the 30 minutes every day, and that's awesome. Uh, but if you want more from DTNS, you can get it easily. Patreon.com slash DTNS for a buck a month. A buck a month. That's not even a cup of coffee. Uh, you could get extra episodes, columns, uh, special editions, explainers. Sarah Lane's going to have her first live with it on the Jabra headphones coming up. Uh, it's all there if you become a member right now at Patreon.com slash DTNS. And if you have feedback, our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Keep the feedback coming. We'd love to read it. We're also live Monday through Friday. If you can join us, it's at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. And find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. If there's any news left tomorrow, we'll talk about it with Scott Johnson. <laughs> See you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. You have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.